Hello, and welcome to the 9 in 10 News for the Community by the Community podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Doyle. Having grown up in Northern Michigan, something I have always admired about this area is the love and support that comes from every corner of these communities. So the goal of this podcast is to promote and get to know the many local nonprofits and charities and their work, along with the individuals who really leave an impact on their communities through outreach or volunteering. If you ever want to nominate a group or individual, please send me an email at Courtney Doyle at 9 and 10 News. I'd love to hear about who is making a difference where you live. Veterans make enormous sacrifices in the name of freedom, not only while serving, but in the months and years after. Many struggle so much that they end up taking their own lives. Northern Michigan-based nonprofit 22 to None aims to provide resources to help veterans fight the battles that happen internally. This month, we talk with Ray McDaniel, president of 22 to None, to talk about how they help, how to seek help, and how you can get involved. Hi, Ray. I just want to say thanks again for joining us on the For the Community by the Community podcast. Thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate it. And so you are the president of 22 to None, right? That's correct. Can you walk me through a little bit about who you guys are and what you guys do? Sure. Uh, we're a veteran suicide awareness and veteran uh, assistance nonprofit here in northern Michigan. And so what we do is we try to raise awareness to the community about uh, the veteran suicide rate, which is upwards of 22 a day. And then uh, we also uh, reach out to veterans and uh, their families to see how we might be able to assist uh, in any kind of need they may have, whether it's a financial need or um, some kind of assistance to get help through the VA or another nonprofit or another veteran service organization uh, like ours. And I know sometimes getting those those benefits through the VA or even uh, learning about where you can find those benefits can be really overwhelming, especially for some of these veterans who've been through a lot. And, you know, so what are some of the biggest questions or concerns that you generally see? Uh, You know, over the last five years that we've been around, uh, the biggest thing is just dealing with the red tape of, uh, you know, getting benefits started or, you know, getting claims processed sometimes. Um, you know, uh, other times it, it's, you know, um, the need can't quite be met fast enough. You know, sometimes it's an urgent need that needs to be taken care of. So, uh, that's where we're able to step in and, uh, you know, quantify and qualify the need and the veteran, and then, you know, make sure we, we help them out to the best of our ability. And if we can't, we, uh, move them or assist them in transitioning over to another organization where maybe we can team up with them to make sure that the need is met. Uh, you know, it's not always an issue with the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs. Sometimes it's a paperwork issue or or just a, uh, just a misunderstanding of how things need to happen. So we like to walk through that process with uh, the veteran who reaches out to us to make sure that all the, all the I's are dotted and T's are crossed and, and we try to try to make that handoff to the VA or to another organization as, as seamless and painless as possible. And you're a veteran yourself, right, Ray? Yes, I am. And can you tell me where and when you served? Sure. Uh, I'm a United States Marine Corps veteran. I served on active duty from 1994 to 1998. Wow, thank you. Thank you so much for your service, first of all. Absolutely. Um, 
can you tell me, like, did you struggle with some of these things? Is that kind of why you found yourself wanting to be involved with 22 to None? Uh, you know, the transition out of active duty and into civilian life was different. Um, it was a challenge. Uh, you know, you go from, you know, every day knowing what your job's going to be and knowing the person to the left and to the right of you is going to be kind of on the same mission as you and doing the same thing so you could count on them. Out here in the civilian world, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, uh, there just isn't quite that same bond and that camaraderie that we had when we were in. So the transitional part is really difficult coming into the civilian world. And for me, it was more about that than anything else. You know, I didn't see combat. I didn't didn't really have to deal with anything that would, you know, lead to any kind of post-traumatic stress or anything like that. So it was just the transition for me. And I think a lot of veterans really uh, have that difficulty in trying to figure out, okay, where's my place in society now? I don't have, you know, orders to tell me that I have to go here or go there. Uh, I have to kind of make my own way now which the the military teaches you that and teaches you you know self-reliance and things like that so that's where it makes it a little more difficult for us to reach out for help and you know because we were taught that self-reliance and and but also it's kind of a catch-22 where you had that brotherhood or sisterhood when you were in to know somebody's got your back and but you're also taught self-reliance you know so it's kind of one of those things where you have to understand that you do need to reach out and you do need to say, Hey, I got an issue with this or that, you know, how do I, how do I move forward with it? Because I don't quite understand it, you know? Mm -hmm. So what is the best way for somebody who's finding themselves struggling with that transition or maybe some of the trauma that can come with serving, you know, what's the best way? And I know you mentioned it can be hard to reach out and say, I need help. What kind of advice do you have for veterans who might hear this and maybe need that extra push to reach out? Certainly. I would say first, reach out to your closest friends, the people that you, uh, or family, the people that you share everything with, you know, um, reach out to those people first and, uh, you know, just say, look, I'm, I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling with that. What do you, what do you think? You know, um, it just start the conversation because it's, it's never, it's never an issue of, you know, Hey, you're weak for needing help or, you know, you don't have any courage if, if you can't handle these things by yourself because we can't, we can't handle things by ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. We do need some help. So I would say reach out to the people who are closest to you first and then start looking for those resources as a veteran that are available to you. Uh, you know, if, if you're, you feel overwhelmed by reaching out to the VA to see if you qualify for any benefits or, you know, you've got the VA package sitting in front of you and your service officers, you know, sent you all the paperwork. And especially over the last year, it's more impersonal than it is personal because, you know, information's mailed to you and you fill it out and you send it back. You don't get to really sit face to face and ask those questions. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, if, if you are overwhelmed with those things, uh, you know, or, or just what to do next or how do I transition into the job market or, you know, into housing or whatever, then obviously, you know, reach out to us and we'll, we'll kind of steer that ship in the right direction and hopefully get you, you know, moving forward on the right track. And so that's super helpful, but I know you guys are also very, like you said, uh, very focused on ending 
the, the suicides that happen every day. Yes. Um, yes. And, and I know for a long time that's been kind of a taboo topic, but I, it, it's encouraging to see people talking about it more because that means hopefully more people will seek help. You know, how do you handle those kind of situations? Because they are extremely delicate. Um, you know, do you have people trained to handle that? Or how does that work on your side? Uh, we don't have anyone particularly trained in the field of, you know, psychology or anything like that. That's on our board. Uh, we do have a certified peer support specialist on our board uh, who can do, you know, peer-to-peer type of counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, but more of it is really just a, a desire to, to help our fellow man or, or woman. You know, it's, it's, it's a love for our brothers and sisters who served. Uh, you know, whether we serve together or not, it's it's more about that. And when the situation arises where, you know, a veteran or a veteran's family is reaching out to us saying, hey, you know, Joe or Jill is, is having some issues and they're struggling or, hey, I'm struggling here right now. I just it's one answer the phone uh, or the text message or, you know, message that comes through and just engage in conversation with the individual who's who's struggling. Mm-hmm. because, you know, again, we're not professionals, but we're professionals at being human, right? right. So y- you have to want to care about people, and, and we do. We, we care so much about our brothers and sisters in arms that we don't want to see a single one of them complete suicide, you know? Right. There's, there's always that next victory. There's always that next step we can take to keep going. And it's going to be tough and it's going to be hard, but, you know, um, and if we, if we don't have the answers, which we're not always going to have the answers, we're going to walk with you to that next step, to that next process, to somebody, whether that's counseling or, you know, inpatient treatment or, you know, whatever it looks like, we want to make sure we're taking that next step with the veterans who reach out to us. Yeah. So not only just being there for somebody to talk to, but literally helping them and guiding them to somebody who might have the professional ability to get them the help they need. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's a little overwhelming or there could be extremely overwhelming to reach out for that professional help, you know, like oh, for people, sure. because of the stigma that's around, you know, suicide and, and, you know, all of the thoughts that go into that, it's nice to be able to kind of take a step back and say, look, I'm just a regular guy, just like you are. I've been in financial stressful, financially stressful situations. I've been in emotionally stressful situations. We all have as we've gone through life and here's how I got through it. Or, you know, let, let, let me just listen to you for a little bit because, you know, we would love to say that there's one answer to solving the suicide epidemic that's in the veteran community, but there's not, because if we had figured that out, we'd have it solved. right? Right. Right. So there's, there's many, many triggers that can happen to lead someone down the path of wanting to, or contemplating, excuse me, Mm -hmm. contemplating suicide, you know, and uh, we're hoping that us being here as 22 to none will be that, that beacon of light that somebody can say, hey, I can go to those guys and, you know, at least just kind of talk some things through and work things out and see where it goes from there, you know, and get around people that I know served and kind of understand where I'm coming from and why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling. So everybody involved, like on the board and everything, you're all veterans? Yes, everyone on the board is a veteran, correct. And I imagine that, yeah, like you said, it it helps other veterans feel safe, I guess, in relating 
to you and coming to you. Yeah, it's that relational thing where you have something in common. You know, uh, whether you saw combat or whether you didn't see combat, uh, female or, you know, male, it, you know, we do have a female vet- veteran on our board so that, you know, not, not all gals want to talk to a guy about, you know, things that are going on. So, <laughs> right. you know, if, if, if a female veteran reaches out to us and says, Hey, you know, I need to talk to somebody, then we're going to obviously steer her towards, uh, Tabitha on our board to talk to her and, uh, you know, whatever's going to be the most comfortable and the easiest process to make it, make that connection. So if a veteran has come to, you know, this realization, I need some help, whether it be, you know, with some thoughts they're having or just with kind of feeling overwhelmed with all of the VA type stuff, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Certainly the, the easiest way to get a hold of us would be uh, to give us a call at uh, 231-486-486 five four six six that rings directly into my phone uh you can shoot me a text message there and uh, one of us will reach back out to you just as quick as possible uh you can send us a message through our uh contact on our website uh which our website is www.222none.org so 22tonone.org and there'll be a contact page on there and if you fill out that contact page it'll shoot us an email and one of us will get a hold of you. You can reach out to us on Facebook through Messenger, um, Instagram. You know, uh, we're we're always available to be able to uh, connect with a veteran, um, whatever the need might be. Okay, perfect. And of course, we will link your website and have your phone number and all that on our website as well. And then, kind of on the flip side, you know, if a veteran has struggled with these things and maybe has come through it and wants to help are there volunteer opportunities for that or oh, you know abso- absolutely so last year we purchased the old south boardman elementary school uh, right in south boardman and our our dream since the beginning of, of when we were founded back in 2016 is to create some sort of transitional housing for veterans in need whether they're transitioning off of active duty and into northern michigan or you know, and, and don't have a place to go, or maybe they're renting a house and the owner decides, hey, we're going to sell this place. You got to find someplace else to go. And there's that transitional period, you know, while they're waiting. Um, we wanted to be able to provide that housing for vets. And, and this building that we bought, this old school, is going to be able to provide that avenue for us uh, to be able to help vets, along with outreach for veterans to just come over and, you know, maybe do some peer support meetings or, you know, come enjoy the rec room with a pool table and things, or there's a workout room that we've got, you know, workout equipment in, or, you know, an elementary sized gymnasium to have some dodgeball tournaments or whatever, you know, and then there's 15 acres to go along with it. So if you're looking to help out or, or, you know, you just want to come and and hang out uh, as veterans, you know, maybe get out of the house for a little bit, uh, that's the place to do it. That's our building to do it in. And there's always something to do, whether it's upkeep on the grounds or, you know, some renovations inside the building, painting or cleaning or whatever. Uh, you know, that'd be, that'd be the thing to do. And again, reach out to us through, you know, the ways I just mentioned, if you're looking to volunteer to do that stuff. And then we have events every year, uh, you know, keep an eye on our events page or the events tab on our, on our website or on Facebook. For everything that's going on, we've got one, uh, you know, this will air too late, but we're doing an awareness hike uh, in uh, this Saturday on May 22nd. And then in August, we host a uh, 5K Tough Run 
every year. This will be our fifth annual uh, called the Drew Caustic Memorial 5K Tough Run. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's an obstacle course over 3.1 miles. So lots of mud, lots of obstacles. And uh, it's, a, it's a pretty good time for um, everyone to come out and not only to enjoy this obstacle course, uh, but to raise awareness and get the community involved in how to put boots on the ground for what we're trying to do and also bring other veteran service organizations together and because we invite all of those to come out and be, you know, quote-unquote vendors on the property uh, just to show uh, the public what it is is a, that's available to veterans. It's not just about 22 to none because we want to make sure we're networked with every other organization that we possibly can that's doing good for veterans. So, um, you know, we lost Drew Kostick in 2016 uh, when he completed suicide, and we set up this run in his honor and his memory to carry on the torch for him, uh, that he was fighting for veterans as well. But unfortunately, uh, you know, the demons got the best of him. So um, that'll be in August on the 14th out at Twisted Trails Off-Road Park in Copemish. We usually have about 500 people out on site um, between volunteers and spectators and runners, a little over 300 runners every year. So it's a pretty good event. Um, You know, there's many obstacles out on the course. And what we like to talk about during our opening ceremonies is how those obstacles out on the course are just like obstacles in life. We're never going to tell everyone, unless you've participated in it before, which obstacles are out there. Because just like in life, you never know what kind of obstacle is going to be thrown in your way. And you got to tackle that obstacle head on. But there's always going to be somebody at those obstacles to help you out. And all you got to do is reach out your hand and ask for help. Just like when we run into obstacles in life, just reach out and ask for help. So it's a really good uh, day and a good time to be able to get the community together for this big event and show everyone what we're all about, what our mission is all about, and how they can help as well. So volunteer opportunities are there for that as well visit our website there's all kinds of information to sign up to either run it walk it or volunteer or just come out and and watch yeah it sounds like it sounds really cool i like the uh the idea you've put behind the obstacles there and obviously it sounds like something that non-veterans or civilians can also participate in certainly uh we welcome everyone um you know, sometimes we'll do events uh, at the old school, which we call Belay My Last Barracks. We just shorten it up to the barracks for short. Um, we'll do events out there for veterans only so that we can get them in and with their families or whatever, you know, um, just to, to help out there. But most of our events are everyone is welcome. We want everyone to come out and uh, not only enjoy the day with us, but to also you know, volunteer and to, and to be able to give back to that veteran community who's given so much to us and our freedoms that, that we enjoy every day. So we want to make sure that everyone can get involved. If you want to be involved, come on out and, and enjoy it with us. And then I want to end by asking, I know, you know, we want to thank our veterans and they deserve so many thanks every single day. You know, as a veteran yourself, too, what are some simple ways that people can show appreciation for their veterans um, that, you know, you might not normally think about? Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm I'm kind of a I'm a really humble guy when it comes to that stuff. You know, I don't uh, uh, pats on the back. You know, I don't I don't look for anything like that. And I think most 
most people are that way and especially in the veteran community um you know so i guess if you if you see a veteran you know or if you know i mean everyone knows a veteran and whether it's a family right. member or a friend um but if you see that guy or gal walking around with the you know the military hat on or a veteran t-shirt or veteran license plate just give them a wave say thank you um it, it, it's as simple as that i know it always cheers me up when i hear it you know as much as i'm like yeah I, okay you're welcome mm-hmm. you know it's it's like it was my honor i did i did my thing um but i always go out of my way to thank a fellow veteran um because you know i know what they went through and uh whether it was peacetime or not i know why or not necessarily why but that that you were willing to lay down your life for this country uh if called upon to do so and just say thanks. If you want to buy him a cup of coffee, buy him a cup of coffee, buy him, you know, buy him a soda pop or something like that, you know, that, mm-hmm. uh, just, just a quick thank you, you know, and Hey, how you doing today? Or how's things going? Or, you know, strike up a little conversation if you feel that to do so. Yeah. Just some good reminders to, to take with us all. Yeah, absolutely. And that goes, you know, really in this day and age that goes for all of us, right? I mean, just say thank you to people, say hi to people, you know, be friendly, be be nice, you know, uh, and, and that's really what it's all about for us at 22 to none. It's about serving the community, but specifically the veteran community. And, and this is our way of saying thank you and our way of wanting to keep our veterans around. And, and that is just reaching out and loving on one another and, and making sure that we're taking care of each other. And that's what we really have to do in this day and age. Well said. Thank you so much, Ray. Thank you for having me. I certainly appreciate it. Again, that was Ray McDaniel, president of 22 to None. Head to 9in10news.com for more details on how you can help. And as always, if there are any groups, nonprofits, charities, or even exceptional individuals you'd like to hear about, email us at news at 9in10news.com. From podcast producer Joe Busick and myself, thanks for listening to the 9 in 10 For the Community by the Community podcast. The For the Community by the Community podcast is brought to you by Travers Catholic Federal Credit Union, financial services for the community, established 1950.